the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along on 94.5 in Dayton and on 98.9 in Columbus. You can always email me, Bruce at SalemMedia.com, Bruce at SalemMedia.com. Had an email that arrived this morning, and boy, did it arrive at the right time from um, someone who's inspired me to do this show in the way that I do it. Uh, One of the courageous Columbus Academy moms who was willing to confront all the progressive leftism at Columbus Academy and take the criticism and lose the friendships and all of that over her daughter being indoctrinated with this CRT-style ideology. You're an oppressor, you're oppressed, you're basically not able to escape the impact of immutable characteristics you can't change about yourself, like whether you're male, female, whether you're Hispanic, black, white. Um, And these are hard decisions, and you who listen to this show may have these kinds of decisions to face in your company, in your friendships. Do I stay quiet? Do I go forward boldly and suffer the consequences? Uh, At the time, uh, she and uh, another mom were going through this. It was... Extremely difficult, but I know from maintaining contact with them over the years that they have now realized that this was a path God was offering them to take without a guarantee, and that his faithfulness has resulted in great things happening from it. And one of the great things that's happening from it is the formation of a school where it may not be formed in time for their kids to receive instruction there, but other kids will. That's the epitome of paying it forward. That's the epitome of putting others before yourself. That's the epitome of servant leadership. And so it was uh, encouraging for me to read that email on a day where I was struggling with um, some extremely sad news about a friend of mine who may be listening to the show right now and, uh, He knows who he is, and uh, he's deeply loved, and I'm praying for him. I mention all those things because they're part of my value system and my prism through which I view life. I will not uh, try to overload you with scriptural references and overt religious reasoning, but you should know uh, particularly those new listeners in Western Ohio on 94.5, that that is my prism in life, and that is how I view everything. And 
That is my firm belief that that is how America can still get back to what America was founded to be, which is a nation that has observance and adherence to Christian principles. You don't have to be someone who's in church every Sunday. You don't have to be uh, walking out the Great Commission. But when I grew up, America had, if not a deep devotion to God, at least it did not have a thriving disrespect of God. And we certainly have that now. And that is evidenced in the polling done by Gallup, the probably preeminent polling organization in our country, which has documented a dramatic drop in Americans' faith in God. The numbers have gone from 98% of Americans who professed a belief in God 50 years ago, and we're talking about 1970, right before Roe versus Wade, 98% 50 years ago to 81% now. And you think, 81% still a lot. That doesn't mean 81% are authentic in their faith, nor prioritizing it to the degree that I hope you do and that I endeavor to. Gallup first asked this question in 1944. They asked it again in the late 1940s, twice in both the 1950s and in 60s. And pretty much it always held steady at about 98%. But in 2011, the percentage fell to 92% of Americans who believed in God. In 2013, it dropped another 2% to 90, and then another 2% to 87, and it stood pretty consistent at 87% of Americans who believe in God as recently as 2017, but now it's at 81%. That's a big drop, 6% in five years. So why? Why? Why the drop? Gallup says, Among the factors discussed by those who say they no longer believe in God, who they refer to as nuns, or by those who are just flat done with religion, who they refer to as duns, here are the factors that result that have resulted, they say, in the decline in the belief in God. Scandals in the church, politicizing of the gospel, the success of LGBTQ plus propaganda, the widespread dissemination of atheistic attacks on God in the Bible, the pervasive availability of temptation and distraction, and the superficial preaching from our pulpits. Another factor is lack of personal experience with God. That one I can identify with. I had that myself because I always thought that a relationship with God, a personal experience with God, was something that happened like the Disney fairy. Remember back in the wonderful world of Disney days where the fairy would like zoom around and then at the end take her wand and whack the top of the castle and a starburst would explode? That's what I was waiting for in my life. And then finally, I had something that drove me to seek God in a way that I seek my keys or my wallet or my cell phone when I can't find it. I don't look for it. I seek it. It's urgent. I won't settle for not finding it. And that 
totally transformed my life, and I would tell you that it will totally change yours for the better. But I think there's another factor at work here in why the belief in God has declined. And I don't really think it's fleshed out in this poll, but I don't really think people have ceased to believe in God. They just believe in a different God. They believe in their own status as the God of their life. They are God. And you see this very obviously in many, 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 many positions of the Democratic Party. How many positions of the Democratic Party are in direct defiance to the scriptural principle of sowing and reaping? Sowing and reaping, pretty simple principle. You see it playing out right now across the farmlands of Ohio. You sow corn. Do you get beans in the fall? No, you do not. You get corn. You plant an apple tree. Do you get pears? No, you do not. You get apples. Now, when you sow corn and you get corn, do you get corn right away? No. You get corn later. Do you get the exact same amount of corn that you planted? No. You get more. So you get what you sow more than you sow later then you sow it. That is the principle of sowing and reaping. It can be argued against, but it is undefeated. In other words, there are consequences for actions. But in the Democratic Party, where they would rather be God themselves than serve God or God's scriptural principles, how many positions that they embrace advocate are consequence-free positions. Well, abortion certainly is. You want to have sex, get pregnant, you don't want a consequence, kill the baby. Universal basic income, that's a consequence-free position. I don't really want to work, but I need money to pay my rent. Ah, speaking of rent, how about rent control? The value of an apartment, given its location, given its condition, typically goes up or people's wages go up. Ergo, your prices go up, but not rent control. No, rent control is a consequence-free position. Healthcare, universal healthcare, that's a consequence-free position. If you want healthcare, Much like if you want anything in this world, what should you do? You should work for it. You should save to provide it. But not from a democratic perspective. It is really difficult for anyone to point out a position of the Democratic Party that is deeply embraced and part of their platform that is not a consequence-free position. How about the border? An open border, does that have consequences? Ask the people whose kids have died of fentanyl poisoning if that has consequences. How about our withdrawal from Afghanistan? Has that had consequences? Uh, The Ukrainians would say, yes, it has. (laughs) 
So I wanted to give you a few more details on this Gallup poll about declining faith in America. I think it's inarguable that faith in God, reliance on God, true devotion to God is declining in America. And I think that's also, from my perspective, why America is declining. Uh, I hope that our next president is someone who can help us turn back to our faith. Now, you say, (laughs) we got enough problems, Bruce, with gas prices and immigration and everything else. Don't put the fact that he has to be like a modern-day Billy Graham on him. Yes, I know, separation of church and state. I can hear the Democrats braying right now. No, just chillax, okay? I think how the president conducts himself could send a message. For instance, if it's Ron DeSantis, his wife has breast cancer. Ron DeSantis is someone who could, through the way he and his family walk through that challenge, provide a powerful message about the gospel and what it can do to get people through difficulties in their life. There are, I'm sure, other candidates on the Republican side who could do the same. Why do I restrict it to the Republican side? Well, because I'm looking at this Gallup poll. And it says, the groups with the largest decline in faith in God, those least likely to believe in God, include liberals, 62%, And Democrats, 72%. Again, what's the national percentage? Well, the national percentage is 87%. So if there's a 15% gap between the national number of people who believe in God and the number of Democrats who believe in God, what does that tell you? tells you there must be an awful lot of Republicans who believe in God. Yes. Conservatives, 94%. Republicans, 92%. And Gallup says this shows that Religion is a major determinant of political divisions in the United States. Yes, it is. How many people have called this show over the years and have said, I used to be a Democrat, I'm not a Democrat anymore? I could say that. Yes, there are many embarrassing things in my background. Among the top most embarrassing things in my background is that I voted for Jimmy Carter and then I voted for Bill Clinton twice. Please Please, please grant me forgiveness, okay? Because when I voted for Bill Clinton, I was not committed to being pro-life. What changed? I held my brother's daughter in my arms. My brother got married, started having children, and I held that child And I thought, how could anybody ever kill a child? Now, I'm sure I'd held babies before. I'd seen babies before. There's no real explanation for why sometimes things land heavily upon our awareness and sometimes why they don't. But that landed heavily upon my awareness. And it was still another decade. No, half decade until something happened in my life that I actually sat down and sought to lock in on my faith rather than to just have it be some kind of a crutch in my life. It became the top priority in my life. Right now, what's the top priority in 
so many people that you encounter. I mean, chances are it's really not hard to, to figure it out. They're talking about the it's Pride Month. Is that the top priority in their life? If it is, they may delude themselves into thinking that that's allowed. It's not. But also, those of us who would like to win more people to authentic faith in God need to do so without being accusatory and scolding about temptations that don't tempt us. Because we all have ample opportunity to fall short in our own way. 2012, University of Chicago report. Beliefs about God across time and countries. How many Americans answered affirmatively to this question? I know God really exists and I have no doubts about it. 2012. I know God really exists and I have no doubts about it. 60% in 2012, a decade ago, 60% of Americans. Poland was slightly higher, 62%. Israel, slightly higher, 65%. Chile, 80%. Now, I find that interesting. Philippines, 84%. I find that very interesting because those two countries are countries where there is not the prosperity that we have here in this country. Prosperity, we all seek it. We all strive for it. We all try to achieve it. It is a temptation in and of itself. It's interesting. I had the conversation with my friend Dr. T from Haiti, and I asked Dr. T about Gender dysphoria. And he kind of looked at me strangely. And he's a medical doctor in Haiti. And I said, do you know what gender dysphoria is? And he nodded his head. And I said, how much of a struggle is that for young people in Haiti? And Dr. T chuckled. And he said, it's not a struggle for children in Haiti. And I said, why is that, Dr. T? And he said, because in Haiti... We are struggling with where our next meal is coming from. Yeah, they don't have the prosperity that we have here in this country. They don't have phones programming kids round the clock. So I'm not surprised that in Chile and the Philippines, the percentage of people even a decade ago was significantly higher. In response to that question, I know God exists and I have zero doubts about it. So I find this survey interesting. I think that it corroborates my view all along, which has been that the best hope for our country is not. And this is really the open to Bob Bernie show on 880 AM, our sister station. Bob comes on every day at 3.30. And he says in the open to his show, the solution to the problems of America is not in in the next election. The solution to the problems of America are in the pulpits of America, but not every pulpit. As we know, there are many churches out there that are preaching heresy, and you have to be discerning in where you choose to be taught. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.